Hello, thank you guys so much for clicking this video today. I really appreciate it. This is gonna be an awesome podcast. This is the Cardano Aura. I bring people from the Cardano ecosystem that are adding a huge value to the Cardano ecosystem. And you see a lot of you know metaverse projects out there and you know projects you know stating they're gonna build uh, you know these metaverse. They're doing land sales and you know a lot of them are uninteresting to me. And, and that's why I like Cornucopia so much is because in my last podcast, you can see that down below, you know, we showed live gameplay and it seemed you know it's a real game. It's gonna be fun to play. It's not just you know, a hype, hype like a lot of these metaverse projects are. So in this podcast, we're going to be going into all of the updates really since the last podcast. So if you're interested in Cornucopias, I really do recommend checking out that one down below. And then real quick, uh, we're going to give a brief introduction of who they are, you know, what is Cornucopias, and then we're going to lead into all of the new stuff coming like the land sale, uh, an upgrade in the engine, and so much more. So thank you guys. If you do enjoy it, like, if you have any questions, comment down below. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, really good. So can you guys briefly introduce yourself for those that missed the last podcast? Sure. Yeah, I'm Josh. I'm one of the CEOs of Cornucopius. And uh, yeah, my background is basically I've been an entrepreneur for most of my life. Uh, so I've built a variety of different businesses and kind of learned the hard way and in, in doing all of those and uh, been forced to grow in a variety of ways. But yeah, I got, got connected to Cornucopius, to Rob from an interview that I did for a show called Cardano Chats that I was doing before to support a stake pool that I was running. And uh, Rob and I uh, hit it off and started talking about this uh, Cornucopius venture. And that was a little bit less than a year ago, which is, you know, I was just talking to Rob about that the other day. We, it, we're, we're blown away by what's happened in, in less than a year. Uh, I, I remember it pretty well. We were, we, I was on a family vacation in Breckenridge and on the balcony and I was having a chat with Rob about the game and what we were going to build. And it was, uh, it's pretty cool. That was like last June. So, uh, it's, it's almost been a year. Yeah. I'm Dan. I'm Rob Gregg, the, the other CEO, um, it's such it's such a big game that we we need two of us to to divide and conquer. Um, I've been yeah a, a software developer entrepreneur all my life. Um, I've built up companies, I've built up teams, um, sold companies, um, done all worked in all kinds of, of different software industries. Um, got involved with Cardano back in two thousand and twenty when project catalyst started so i built some open source software for cardano and it was it was through being interviewed for, for one of my projects where i i met josh told him that i'd been working on an idea for a game for a good four or five months and yeah the, the rest is history yeah it was um for you know from my perspective it's really interesting to see that growth because josh reached out to me you know i want to say over a year ago and um you know this was before we had alonzo and it was before you know people were really building and, uh, you know, just this idea of this game, I'm like, no way, you know, in the back of my head. But to see you guys, you know, develop over time and also to see, you know, how engaged your community was. We talked a little bit about this before, but, you know, your community uh, has been the most engaged community that I've ever made a podcast with. Uh, you know, speaking in the discord, they were so supportive and they were so nice, you know, any questions that I've ever had. So you guys have done a great job, you know, really, uh, you know, building a community uh, that people want to be a part of. So, uh, you know, congrats on that. Um, so in the last podcast that we did, 
we were leading up into the bubble jet sale and um, you know, now you guys have a unique land sale coming. Uh, can you explain, you know, what the land sale is and really what, you know, this is going to actually be in the video game? Sure. So this, this particular land sale, we're, we're going to have two, uh, this one coming up, well, two this year, but this one is going to be a sale of our themed zones. So there's a variety of types of land in our uh, metaverse, in our game, basically. And you could see all those types of land in the Kopi Wiki. It's, uh, we released that uh, about a week ago, which is huge. You could go through over 180 different pages of content on what we're building, uh, which, is, which is remarkable. And the, uh, <clears throat> basically, we're selling the themed zones. One of the things that really differentiates us from a lot of the other uh, platforms out there is that we've built uh, an entire sector that will be in our land already, and we'll be we'll we're showing that here in this video. Some of the video clips from that uh, you could see this beautiful, beautiful imagery. Our graphics are done in Unreal Engine Five, and I think it's just it's really important to highlight that we Unreal Engine Five released only about forty days ago, somewhere around there. Wow, and we had I been didn't know thankfully. That. Yeah, yeah, and and just so you know that there's, it it is the most significant and the largest release of any gaming engine yet, and it's the largest release of Unreal Engine of Unreal Engine as well. And so there are it's leaps and bounds what you could do with it ahead. Now there's still issues and things that they're working through because it's very early, but we had been preparing. Our team had been really hoping for and getting practice in unreal engine 5 ahead of their release and so we were ready for it and the beauty of this is it's a very solid strategic advantage for us a competitive advantage for us because a lot of people might have been 80 percent through their game or whatever on unreal engine 4 uh, and they can't change their existing workflows it's too difficult to change all of that and so we we were able to just thanks to the timing of it, we're able to convert up to Unreal Engine 5. So th this video that we're showing is is a lot a, a great example of the power of this this new release. It's it's enormous for us. So you know this is competitive with traditional gaming. You know a lot of times you see a variety of different quality of content on the blockchain gaming side. We've been built building in an effort to target both communities both traditional gaming and blockchain gaming. And so the quality is there for uh, AAA graphics, et cetera. Yeah, Rob, I would... mean, I, um, you know, Unreal, I, I've been a, a gamer really my whole life and Unreal Engine's always really impressed me, especially when 4 came out. And, you know, you mentioned that you guys were practicing and building on Unreal Engine 5. And, you know, I can confirm that because you even mentioned it in our last podcast is, you know, you talked about how excited you guys were for Unreal Engine 5. And I didn't realize it released just 40 days ago. It's awesome that you guys had that, you know, proper preparation, um, you know, because these engines are around for a long time. You know, so kind of setting the foundations on a new gaming engine as you guys build towards the future, uh, I think is great. Uh, Rob. There's about a 10 year cycle on, on the Unreal Engines at the moment. So it's been it's been released in alpha and beta for about two years. So, so our art team have actually been developing and practicing on them. So as we built all, all our Unreal Engine 4 assets, they were always built to be compatible and, and upscalable to Unreal Engine 5. So that's how we were really, it was quite easy for us to, to upscale and upgrade to, to UE5 pretty quickly. 
Awesome. Well, you, you, the, the first versions, the, the, you know, they, they do have their issues. So there's, there's still a lot broken at the moment with yeah. uh, UE5. And they will put fixes and release additional tools as the months goes on. But when we're ready to, to launch around about Christmas time, then all the bits and pieces that are missing, you know, we're, we're, we'll be ready to plug all, all them in as well. So it's really yeah, Thankfully, the, the, the broken stuff, just so you know, is there are issues that make it challenging for our game devs, but they find a creative workaround and they make it work. And yeah. then we also know that there's a huge amount of people that are giving un feedback to Unreal Engine and, and they're making the fixes as well. So it's kind of a bridge solution. And and thankfully, we've been able to navigate around those issues quite well. And yeah. it's positioning us. I mean, you, you, you see the graphics. It's it's remarkable. So, yeah, it kind of reminds me of the uh, the Cardano blockchain, you know, on Ethereum, you know, there's some issues there, but there's existing tooling that everybody can use. Whereas, you know, Cardano comes out and it's this new piece of software that's going to be much better, but it doesn't have all of that tooling and it has some bugs and you have to, you know, do some workarounds and wait for some more hard fork. So, you know, I, I can see exactly where you guys are coming from. So speaking yeah. more on this land sale, you know, let's say a user they're interested in cornucopias. They've never, you know, really heard of it before, but they want to participate in this land sale and they get, you know, one of the NFTs uh, and the game comes out in December, as you mentioned, what can they actually do with the land that they purchased through this land sale in the video game? So, so we'll be releasing some tools to begin with. So, but we're also developing using agile. So we'll, we'll release a number of features as we go along. So to begin with, you'll be able to go on the land, you'll be able to do um, a bit of farming on there, put, put your house on there, um, build up a couple of items. We'll, we'll have tasks and, and we'll have lots of different bits of functionality in, in early release. So it's an MVP that we're, that we're releasing uh, at Christmas. It won't be the full play to earn game um, yet, we'll be releasing it um, on the test net of Cardano, which is one of one of the amazing features of Cardano is that you have this full blown. Um, it's almost like a side chain, I suppose you would call it, but you've got all the power of Cardano. We can test the in-game um, economics. We can test that our, our system works fine. And that MVP will then get full testing from the community. And then over the next couple of months, we can we can bug fix and, and we can add more and more features as, as they become available to us. Um, and, and then eventually we'll be able to release the whole game, play to earn and, and everything in, in its its full its full release um, on mainnet. But we will have this be absolutely beautiful, amazing, um, amazing um, roadmap on Cardano that we can go via testnet, via Agile with our features. The utility to the to the to expound on your question with the utility of the land, you know, you, you'll be able to have like a blacksmith shop, for example, that's that's in the plans and you would you would work the land in a variety of ways. And there's there's multiple uh, angles that you could take according to what's happening in the ecosystem and how the rewards are distributed. It's it's really going to be very interesting to see how the the it's somewhat of a free market economy kind of develops you know so you could choose to have a blacksmith on your land or you could choose to have a farm on your land or if your land is large enough you could choose to have both so there's going to be a variety of different uh, buildings or business types 
so to speak, that you could start on your land. And, and it's going to be interesting. So we're going to have ways for people to go and bring in raw materials. Uh, so if you're a blacksmith, you're going to have to go and gather some, some metal that you can start to come and work within your shop. So there, it's, it's, it's going from raw, uh, raw material all the way through to becoming a usable tool or a usable material for someone else for building a house or whatever it may be. So there's some very interesting things that we're working on in that. Yeah, and, and the first three, first three zones that we've announced, that those will all be part of, of, the, of the MVP. So there'll be a Wild West zone, there'll be um, like an Eastern zone, and there'll also be kind of like a farming zone. So, so these are just um, kind of in-house names. We'll, we'll have real names for, for these different sectors and different zones. Awesome. This really raises a lot of questions for me. Is there uh, is there going to be a geographical significance to some of this land? You know, uh, you know, traditionally in video games, uh, you know, there's like a spawn point, you know, where people are going to start out at, you know, for for cornucopias, that's going to be the individual free bubbles, which we're going to get into in a little bit. Uh, but this land, you know, is there going to be land that people have to pass through or it's more likely that this land is going to be, you know, not more valuable, but you know, there's going to be more users on that land to maybe increase the utility of your blacksmith shop or your farming land. Uh, so, you know, when people are, are getting these NFTs, uh, how do they really tie in that you know, geographical significance there? Yeah, I don't think one area will be more popular than than the other. I mean, it could be potentially, but each of the zones are separated into multiple sectors so the, the sectors are these huge huge giant domes so there's multiple of, of these and, and you get to them like say via um, either public transport or via javelin or via bubble jet and depending on which zone it's in then yes the, the type of land and resources on there are, are different so the the wild west area is is more rocky and there's a lot of mining that goes on there and and it and it looks completely different to the farm zone which is the farm zone will have waterfalls and it'll have lush grass and and forests um so yeah depending on the different sectors um they're completely different resources some they'll share some resources but some of the sectors where people will be owning land will be really um they'll have a lot of more of one type of resource where another sector will then have more rare resources so so there'll be a lots of cross pollination of, of these different resources that are, are rarer in one zone and more abundant in another and and, and back and forward so it, it's going to be really interesting to watch how how the trade between the different sectors and, and the different zones actually works out yeah. So can anybody come to the land or is it really like an invite only thing or is this yeah, an option? Zones that you're are set? Open. Okay, com completely open. Okay. Um, Everything's free, but there is a difference because the, the entire game is, is, is free to play. So everybody has a free, free bubble and they're all free to come, go to the different merchant shops and, and trade and, and buy and sell and, and do whatever they want. But because the game is play to earn, there is different levels of play to earn. So if you own land, then that unlocks additional play to earn and that you that you can earn. But as well as as building houses and farms on your land, you can then upgrade your houses and you can then rent out those properties. And in renting out those properties, whoever rents one of those properties then gets access to that additional play to earn. 
so so that's how you that's how the supply and demand of, of land and properties and, and and the whole ecosystem will, will start to evolve okay so because there's resources that you can mine in some of the areas can you you know essentially charge uh users to come in and mine those resources because it is open we don't we don't we don't need to choose we don't need to um oh you, oh you mean it if right okay so so the various resources um are not owned by players that those that those are owned by the game so you can come in but the there will there's some de- a lot of details i suppose in that area that we need to just iron out of course basically a user would be able to go to a mine for example and perform certain actions to gather yeah. resources they would then carry that back to their land to process it u- utilizing whatever it may be that they have if it's a you know a, a blacksmith shop then they begin to process that material which they can then you know resell yeah and- but there might be limitations you see this is how we control the, the play to earn if you're in a district that district will allow its community members to mine more um or than external people for example that one of the mechanisms that we're exploring yeah, and thinking about, you know, as incentives to actually come to this land, I think, you know, having land with unique resources that not a lot of land has uh, will actually yeah. cause more people to, say, rent the house on that land or, you know, maybe use the blacksmith or any of the other buildings there. Um, thank you for that. So uh, also, you know, scarcity in, in, in these games is very important. And also, you know, in NFTs, uh, you know, how much land are you guys actually going to do in the first sale? Uh, and in the second sale, and will there be any more land sales, you know, after that? This year, there won't be. So there's going to be only two land sales this year. Uh, one is going to be for the theme zones, and that's coming up very soon. And that'll include three zones. And then the, uh, which are the the three zones that Rob had kind of alluded to before. And then the uh, the other sale that'll occur this year will be the custom domes, which which has a a whole different use case, and that's more metaverse based, and it's more for the creative, the entrepreneur, the person that really wants to build something on their own. Uh, that's that's kind of what the custom domes are about. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. how it'll work. So um, you know, moving forward, because there may be another land sale after these two, uh, will another land sale ever make the original one obsolete, you know, in terms of resources, you know, with a lot of games, uh, what they'll do is they'll, you know, they'll do, you know, a a land sale or an update that releases a lot of new content, but then eventually that gets stale. The resources aren't necessary anymore. People have too many of them, Uh, you know, so will the land sale, the first one and the second one, will those ever be obsolete in terms of resources and in terms of utility uh, because of future land sales that come? No. No, so th- this is going to be, and, and we're going to be very transparent with the land uh, schedule on how land is released over time, and that'll be included in a deck that we're releasing very soon, uh, along with this this video, so people will have access to that. But the idea is that we don't add new land until there's sufficient, uh, a large amount of demand for that, and so we'll we'll have a land uh, appreciation schedule. But the reality is is that that original land is just going to get better and better over time. Same with any new zone. It's just the time uh, is our game. We're, we're going to continue developing and building and improving each zone as we go. Okay. And is there like a limit on the supply for both of the land sales? Yeah. 
so so in total there will be 12 themed zones and we're only releasing three to, to begin with and then we'll have um a themed city so those make up um what you would you would call as the, as the fixed supply of land um and so that's that's the first sale this this is this we have a definite number that we will release like, like josh says in that land deck and it and it'll explain ex exactly how our land is is divided and how it will be rolled out and then alongside that we have custom domes and, and the custom domes um doesn't have a fixed supply um and this will be where we will provide templates and people will be able to to put different um, utility on them depending what they want to do so it's more of a custom area so for example you'll be able to put um, nightclubs on there and you'll have multiple players that will be able to come into to your nightclub and you'll be able to promote it as and will you will be able to charge people to come onto your land or if you wanted to um, you could do merchandise on there for youtubers um, you will have uh, an area where you could do your live streaming and your audience can come with you and interact with you in a completely different way that, than ever before. Um, we will have festivals that, that can go on these lands. We will have art galleries. We will have games, so player versus player games that, that, that the actual owner will be able to, to build their land up and, and using our templates and our different land environments and, and the assets. Um, and then we'll have educational centers, business meetings. So there's a lots of, lots and lots of utility that can happen in the, the custom domes. That's more of like a, a commercial offering, entrepreneurial offering. Whereas when, he, when he says there's, there's not a limited supply, it will be a very limited release. So that we're, we're not flooding you know, no. the, the, the gates there, it's going to be a limited release over time with the custom dome. So that is important to note. We have to allow for B2B applications in a variety of ways and for that to continue to grow. Uh, but at the same time, that will be limited in how we release it. Okay. What is uh, the cost of the, uh, you know, the land sale and the custom dome is going to be? We haven't published our pricing uh yet but we are thinking in the area of 200 to 5000 in terms of like usd but uh we uh, don't don't hold us to that cuz we're still navigating through some of the pricing on that okay um where does that where does that cost come from is that you know what you guys need to actually build out the game or are you looking at you know traditional nfts maybe done on eth uh, i'm just curious on that yeah so you know, the cost is a good, there's a, a significant amount of work that goes into everything that we're doing. And I think a lot of people out there, even probably 80% of these other gaming projects that have announced they're building a metaverse and a game. And, you know, there's a lot of marketing hype and all of that good stuff and, and good luck to them. And, and every, we wish, we wish the best for everybody, but there's a lot of people out there that don't know, uh, even ourselves in the beginning, we, you know, you, you don't really know exactly what all it's going to take to accomplish a given vision or mission right and and there's a lot there's a lot that goes into building a game we we currently have a team of 25 which has grown significantly since the last time we spoke with you uh it, it might even be slightly larger than that and we have a need to add another 10 to 12 over the next year uh somewhere in that area and so that's we're that's that's a good amount of cost so yes to answer your question 
the pricing is very much around what we need to raise to make it through this next two year period, something like that, so that we can really build the team that we need and add the value to this game that that uh, is is there for the users to really enjoy and, and love and play and, and grow this community. So there's so much that, that we have to execute on and so many promises to the community. And that's one thing you mentioned before is, is community. We have a solid community. We really value that. We value our community so much. And, you know, I mentioned this a little bit before on the call with you, but we, we gave away around 1 million worth of uh, GTI NFTs because that's how much we care about our community. We want to cultivate a trusting, inspired, creative community that's engaged. And we've done a great job of that. So one thing we have to do now is come through on our promises and really build out this amazing game that we're you know, that we've promised the community. So that's that's the deal. So yeah, this is very much around how do we get uh, the, the the revenue needed to really build out the team and execute. Well, we, we, you know, we, it took us 13 months before we sold our first NFTs. We've, we've published our seven year roadmap. A, a traditional game would go through VC funding um it would take them up to 10 years to build the game and the first you would know is kind of like a few months before we're building everything completely transparent um we need to raise over the next over the i suppose the, the life of the project somewhere around about 50 million dollars to, to to fulfill everything that we want to do but we can work within our budget and and the unique side of working on the blockchain and working up front is that we can engage the community the community can look at what we're building we can raise funds via nfts and and as long as people are engaged with our community and and continue to to help support us with with building nfts then, then we can push up, push the roadmap and build on top of the team. If the support dies down a bit, then we can just relook at, at the number of sectors and, and the number of features that we're building, communicate with the, with the public, take votes um, with, with using our, our coin as you know as a, as a governance token, and, and we can build the, we can we can scale the, the project in a different way. I think it's a it's a a unique way of building games that more and more we're seeing is going down this route now and i think i think it's i think the the shift of gaming to, to come through this route is the opportunities there is yeah everything is just yeah everything's changing i think it, it kind of starts here yeah so did you guys actually have uh, vc funding early on with the kopi token we did we we did a private round that offered the same pricing to the public as well uh, that got us kickstarted, but it was a really small amount, relatively speaking, to what we're what we're needing. So the primary model for us, financially speaking, has been revenue, generating revenue. Yeah. And I do uh, I do know video games are expensive. You know, I've played uh, video games that they probably spent, you know, half a billion dollars on that were broken uh, at the start. So I do understand the uh, necessity of having funds. Um, so before our last podcast, we were leading up to the bubble jet sale. And then we, and then following that was the javelin sale, which you guys mentioned, you know, they went out for free. Uh, so what are the bubble jets? What utility, uh, will they have in the game? Uh, can you, and you, can you just also explain, uh, you know, the sale as well? Sure. 
Bubble jets are the vehicle that are manufactured by a bubble jet, bubble jet enterprises. Is that the, the name of the, uh, yeah, the no, uh, manufacturer? Yeah. So the bubble jet sprinter is our very first NFT release. It's pretty awesome. And uh, you have one. So like they are, they're going to be utilized to fly from your uh, home bubble to the themed zones. And uh, once you get to the theme zones, you exit your vehicle and go explore and, and execute your daily tasks and do the things that you need to do within those zones uh, to, to build out your game and play. But uh, yeah, it'll be used for travel within the ecosystem. You could you could fly over to the cloud gates and, and choose where you're going to go and and off to the races kind of thing. But oh, I'm sorry. Also for racing, racing. There you, there you go. <laughs> yeah, almost missed the racing. Yeah, we've already built the race functionality so uh the gti which are which was our second nft sale for those the uh, javelins also yeah the javelin yeah javelin okay. gti um both of those uh will be utilized for racing as well and we have some really fun stuff happening within our our raking racing technology that's going to be very cool you might have seen some of the racing videos that we've released but if not definitely check them out we'll send them your way Okay, so to incentivize a player base, you guys are doing that, that free bubble, you know, that everybody gets. And, you know, you can get a bubble jet that you can actually host. And in the last video, we can put it on screen now, too. There's a bubble jet really in the bottom uh, that you can use to fly out of there. Uh, for users that, you know, say don't have the funds for a bubble jet or a javelin, uh, you mentioned that there's public transportation uh, there to these other zones? Yes, yeah, correct. Yeah, you can see the, the public transportation with, with within our video. Um, you know, we've we've released images of these of these as well, and those are those are in incredible, huge ships that that will that will take you the same the same journey. You don't have as much freedom as, as your own transport, but they do just as good a job. You just might have to wait a little bit longer before it, you you get the little bus stop. Okay, awesome. So. You know, in the last podcast, uh, a lot of not a lot of criticism, but there was a little, you know, small amount of criticism from some of the audience about the Kopi token being on the Binance Smart Chain. Uh, you know, I kind of pushed that to the side because I mentioned that, uh, you know, that's where the existing tooling was at the time when you guys launched your token. But since then, you've actually migrated that token to Cardano. Uh, so congrats on that. Uh, can you tell Thank us, you. you know, more about the Kopi token uh, and the utility that it's actually going to have in the Cornucopia's ecosystem? Yeah, well, first of all, it was definitely awesome to be able to get on uh, Cardano uh, as a Cardano native token. So now we're on BSC and also Cardano. Uh, but now there's a bridge needed. So I would expect there's going to be some uh, some naysaying and criticisms because we really do need a, a bridge for the interflow of those. And we are working on that. We have a, a, a partner that's working on that, Chainport.io, are working on that for a variety of Cardano projects as well because they see the power of Cardano. So yes, that, that will be coming. And uh, we definitely hear the users and we were hoping to launch much sooner than that. But uh, yes, it's great to be on Cardano and the utility of the token. And one of the reasons we chose Cardano in the first place is because the, the tokens on a, uh, the, the tokens are native. So they're gonna get the same privileges as the Cardano, you know, as ADA gets on the platform, which means eventually there's gonna be governance features that we can take advantage of uh, within the, the platform itself as a service provider, right? So that's huge for us because our mission is to over time gradually decentralize. And the, the token, Kopi token will be used for governance within the game. So uh, you as a, 
token holder, you'll be able to vote on certain developments within the game. You'll be able to vote on rewards structures and fee structures within the game as well. So it's pretty exciting. You know, and, and like Josh said, that bridge that we're building is brand new infrastructure for Cardano. So it will be available for all projects on Cardano, not just our native token. Any other native token that's on BSC or on Ethereum will be able to use that to, to come over to Cardano and vice versa. And that's important to note. Yeah, great point, Rob, because we we helped pioneer uh, adding this value for, for a lot of other Cardano projects with, with Chainport. Uh, now, they're the ones building it, right? But uh, as a result of our uh, working with Chainport, we've really told them, hey, guys, you've got to be on Cardano. This ecosystem is about to explode, and it makes sense for you to add this value. And having that, I think, interoperability across chains, although at the moment I think there's a lot, lot of insular, this is my favorite blockchain, this is in the future for all the blockchains to, to work and, and games to be interoperable, you, you need all these kind of bridges. Yeah, I agree with that completely. And, uh, you know, we're starting to see some of that with Milko Meta and, you know, having tokens from Algorand and, you know, uh, also ERC20 tokens. Uh, it is awesome to hear that you guys are working on a Binance bridge uh, for the Kopi token. And sometimes that's really all uh, a project needs to hear is, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening on Cardano and it's a pretty easy sell. Sometimes you just have to tell people about it and they're like, wait, you're right. You know, this is the, uh, the up and coming chain there. So for, uh, you guys had another sale and this was the NFT to tree sale. And you guys actually worked with Veritree on that. And Veritree is actually a Cardano, I would say NFT project slash, you know, charitable project that is trying to use ADA uh, to plant real trees uh, in the world. Can you tell us a little bit more about that sale? Yeah, so that was designed very much around Two two key principles. Number one, we don't want to be a project that's just about ourselves. We want to add value to the world in a variety of ways. And one way with this particular project is getting more trees planted, right? Uh, there's another project that we have which with our stake pool, Grow Your Stake, where we're going to be give, providing clean water for communities in Africa through Drop for Drop charity. So there's just a variety of ways that we want to get, give back and bridge the digital with the physical. So that's that's goal number one with the, that project. But goal number two with NFT to tree was that we have to stress test our new technology, which is something we're incredibly proud of. Our NFT technology, we've been working on it for months. And uh, we now have a platform where, and a marketplace where you can mint your NF, we, we can mint our NFTs and go through a roll by roll sale according to Discord. So we can do whitelisting and go through roles in the way that we need to do that. And uh, we, we, we just stress tested our system on Friday. There was an overwhelming amount of demand for these NFTs. So it's, it's a good indication that our community is pretty awesome and they want to give back as well because we charged 15 ADA. And uh, they now know that those 15 ADA will be used to plant trees at the price of 50 cents. So when you convert that out, uh, we don't know exactly how much because the, the ADA, we need to uh, sell that and basically give it to Veritree. But, you know, you're, you're planting around 15 trees, somewhere around there uh, with each NFT. So we planted over, we'll be able to plant over 38,000 NFTs from, from just the initial sale there. And then ongoing royalties are 100% going to be given to uh, the secondary market royalties are 100% given to Veritree as well. And so uh, it, was, it was amazing. Our sale sold out in 20 seconds. 
The, that's the, awesome. the, the tech works that's pretty quick amazingly like and, and we're doing another test this week and then there'll be extra utility for those trees so so it's not just a, a tree for very tree it's also an in-game tree that we will announce what those do in the, in the future and yeah like josh was saying all the proceeds from the secondary market um, goes directly to very tree and one of our mythic trees sold for 5,000 ADA, you know, so, so that in itself planted hundreds of trees. Hmm. That's cool. It's cool. Like having a, you know, an in-game tree, uh, that, you know, is representative of real trees in the world. Yeah. I, yeah, uh, absolutely. I definitely like that. So to go back to the Kopi token a little bit, I'm sorry for jumping around. Um, no can, you know, when it actually comes to that free bubble that you get, uh, can you use the Kopi token, say, to, you know, purchase items for your bubble or to, you know, say, build the house? Or is the Kopi token really, you know, focusing on governance there? Yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't know if Rob wanted to handle that one or not. But, yeah, you will be able to buy in-game assets uh, to utilize and build up your land. Definitely. And we will we'll have an in-game currency. And that in-game currency, then you'll be able to to trade right. out copy and you'll be able to copy back in for, to the in-game currency. Okay. You know, earlier we mentioned the test net and main net. Do we have a date for the test net in the, the main net, you know, a general kind of Q4? So, so we're releasing two offerings this year. I say offerings. Uh, one, one of them is a mobile game and one of them is, is the Unreal Engine 5 game. So, so the, they both will start on test net and the mobile game will be available on testnet probably Q3 of this year. Um, and then the PC game will be on testnet possibly by the end of the year at launch or early next year. But we'll definitely be launching the mobile game on testnet this year. Okay. That's Which very is exciting. very, uh, it's important to differentiate the mobile game. It's a totally different concept. Uh, same, same branding, mm. same you know project overall. But this is our approach to we, you know, we're we've talked about it all along. We're going to have mini games throughout our world that you can go and you can play these mini games as a play to earn kind of uh, deal. And so this is our first mini game. So it's it's a means of us, uh, you know, kind of doing a tribute to a very popular game genre, uh, which is going to be really cool. But then um, you know, it's also a means for us to test out our play to earn functionality and making sure all of this is secure and ready to go. And so what Rob said about testnet, it's a huge value add Cardano has is we get to play around in that sandbox, make sure everything's working right. And uh, the, the thing about the mini game is I played it last night. I was playing it last night while I was going, you know, in bed about to go to sleep, just testing it out. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It's going to be fun, but it's different. It's not the same thing as the uh, main release. It's not the same, but it is set in the same metaverse. All the details are in the Kopi wiki that we released. Um, but if you own, you don't need an NFT to play the game, but if you have a bubble jet or a javelin, you will see these in that game as well. This is true. So if, you know, people want to join the Cornucopia's community and, you know, they want to really be a part and be engaged, how would they do so? The, the best way is go to cornucopius.io or go to our Twitter, Cornucopius Game, and there's a link tree in Cornucopius Game profile as well. So either the website or uh, the Twitter, which is Cornucopius Game, and we have a, a link tree link there. Uh, so yeah, only go through our official channels 
uh, you know, we, we always em emphasize to people to be very careful to only listen to official channels, channels because there's a lot of copycats and a lot of um, scammers out there. So just be careful. Yep. You always got to be very careful with that. There's always someone trying to take your money these days. And, you know, it's great, you know, having access to all of your funds in crypto. However, you know, those that can be scammed, it's, uh, it's not the best thing ever. So make sure you guys are careful with any links or, you know, anybody you're talking to. Uh, and it's always good to use public forums uh, when you're asking questions, because there's, you know, a lot of other people viewing that uh, to ensure someone's not giving you a bad yeah. piece of information. And I, I would add that our Discord is the primary public forum where you can engage with so many people. It's really a phenomenal community. Uh, and we've done, we've worked really hard to cultivate a very positive community there, keep it bot free as much as possible. And really just, we have some amazing mods. We have the old guard there, which are some of our older community members. We've got multiple tiers in there, a lot of different channels you could explore. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun community. We've heard uh, tons of compliments about, uh, you know, how, how much fun and how, how positive it is in, in our discord. So it's great. And they're, they're really self-organizing as well. There's there's a couple of guilds that have started off. Both of those have got over 300 members in there. The, some of the members within the Discord have their own art competitions, and 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 they they, they run these weekly. It's absolutely amazing the the ecosystem that's building on top of our our, our ecosystem. Well, I really enjoyed this podcast today. It's always great to hear an update about, you know, really the game that I'm most excited for to come to Cardano. Is there anything that we didn't cover, you know, in this podcast today that you think is, uh, you know, important information to get out there? Well, land sale coming up, but we covered that a little bit and uh, that is definitely nearing. So definitely watch the link. We'll provide you with the link, uh, pay. And uh, this, this video is going to give you a nice tour of our, sector uh you know the uh, the first beautiful of sector of land that we've created and rob mentioned it, these sectors are really big uh our our lead dev basically told us that it takes around 40 minutes to walk across the entire thing and we're going to be given a, a a tour of that in this video so please be sure to check that out i know you're you've shown a few clips here as well but yeah that's that's one of the main things yeah i mean the sectors themselves are eight kilometers by eight kilometers and, and there's multiple per zone i think we the other thing that we could mention is we're coming to consensus in, in a few weeks so josh and myself we're both going to be there um and we're also both going to be at rare bloom in october yeah i uh, i'm really looking forward i'm actually going to be at consensus as well so we'll have to grab some lunch and i'm also looking forward the, to the rare bloom in october and seeing you guys there yeah that's yeah. great i'm glad to hear you'll be at consensus that'll be fun Yep. I actually got my flights yesterday. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. You know, this is, uh, I I've never really seen more Cardano people coming to a meetup, you know, other than consensus. And I think the only thing that will really top that's the, the rare bloom there. We're yeah. going to do our best to have some t-shirts for you pay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I'll uh, definitely be rocking those in videos, but for anybody tuning in, I appreciate it. If you made it till the end of the video, make sure you comment cornucopias. Uh, down below to let us know you made it till the end. Uh, we appreciate you. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to ask them down below. If you enjoyed it, make sure you click that like button and subscribe notification bell for more content. And uh, I hope you guys all have a good rest of your week. Thanks for having us. Bye-bye.